the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know what you're trying to say, baby. You're trying to say, oh, yeah, it's business time. I'm Ron Black, talking money, investing, and more. We've got Thanksgiving coming up. We've got the holidays coming up. Um, it's interesting to watch from a distance, you know, the consumer. I saw a study out today that nearly one in ten families won't celebrate gift-giving, and I kind of like that. Let's bring in Dr. Jeff Rosen, chiefeconomistbriefing.com. Dr. Jeff, the holidays coming up, big business, big part of the economy. Um, is it getting softer from your historical trends, or are we as robust as ever in our holiday spending? I don't know if we can say we're as robust as ever. I mean, I would assume that uh, when interest rates were low and credit was easy back in the uh, you know mid 2000s, we were probably spending more you know, than we are now in terms of uh, per capita. I mean, the savings rate's much higher now than it was in the past, so. Yeah, things are fine, but uh, yeah, in terms of historical precedences, we're we're growing at a slower rate. Now, growing at a slower rate, um, we as Americans, when we have jobs, we tend to spend. Um, I was reading a report out of Europe that basically said a lot of the jobs have been created are low-paying jobs. I think there's a lot of the same truth to be said in the United States that we've, yeah, we're at better employment numbers than we were at five years ago or three years ago, but the jobs aren't high-paying tax, big bonuses kind of jobs. Is there truth to that concept that we've replaced high-paying jobs with low-paying jobs? Yeah, I don't know if it's necessarily that we replaced high-paying with low-paying, but what we've done is we haven't given uh, big increases in wages to people that are working. So, you know, I was doing actually a study for a client of ours, and he was wondering, you know, how have wages changed, you know, today compared to, let's say, 2006? And if you look at aggregate wages, so you just take the payroll number, multiply it by the number of hours worked, and multiply that number by the uh, the average hour earnings, you know, and then you take that and make it a real number so you get rid of inflation, you know, real aggregate wages have only increased 6% since, uh, you know, early 2006. So we have a lot to go. You know, we, sure we've had jobs recovering, but we haven't seen wages grow with those job recovers. So you know, all in all, economic growth hasn't performed very well. You know, over the last you know eight years. Now we did get jobs numbers on Friday, and we haven't really chatted about those yet. What were those numbers, and how did you perceive those to play out as far as positive or negative? 
I mean, the numbers were fine, but they were disappointing in terms of, you know, the overall trends and where we were going. I mean, we, we gained 200,000 jobs. You need to gain about 120 every month just to uh, match normal population growth to keep the unemployment rate, you know, quote, steady. Uh, the fact that we grew more than that means that you should have a downward ticket unemployment. The problem is that, you know, since the recession started, a lot of people have left the labor force, so the unemployment rate really isn't matching what uh, you know, what those numbers really say. So if you take the idea of that we were at full employment right at the at the peak of the uh, previous uh, recovery or previous business cycle, and you add 120,000 every month just based on saying that's what the normal labor force growth would have been. We needed that many jobs since since that time. You don't recover all your jobs until uh, you know 2020, 2021. So, you know, we've we've done well, but we're not accelerating a pace that needs to be, you know, that needs to be in order to to really get back everything that we've lost. You recently penned a piece for Briefing.com, and you are the chief economist of Briefing.com, and you join us graciously every week and. One of the best Christmas gifts people can get each other this year is a subscription to Briefing.com if they're investors or thinking about the market, for sure, because the insight's valuable. You recently pinned something called the payroll gap, and I don't feel it. My life seems to get better and better. My wages seem to get better and better. I'm not bragging, but I don't feel it. Is there something beneath me? And when I travel to, like, uh, Mammoth or Lake Tahoe, I do see, like, there's a lot of people who are struggling to make ends meet. Is there a wage gap issue in America? It's not necessarily a wage gap issue. The payroll gap that I was talking about was specifically the fact that, yeah, we've recovered all the private jobs that we've lost during the recession, but we didn't need to just recover what we lost. We needed to gain uh, jobs during the recession to have met natural uh, population growth. So the fact is, you know, yeah, things are looking better in terms of payrolls have recovered, but they haven't recovered enough to include everything that was lost during the recession. So we're still out, you know, 8 million jobs, you know, for the entire payroll. And if we want to just take out demographics and look at uh, working age men, for example, so between the ages of 24 and uh, 54, you know, we're out 2.5 million jobs. we're, We're still missing a whole bunch of employment. So there's a lot of people that we would typically find employed right now, but are unemployed, and, and that's dragging the economy. Anything else? In, I'm sorry. Anything else, economically speaking, that you're seeing out there as far as ominous or positive? Well, you know, one of the great things about the internet and, and the blogospheres is that uh-huh. you get a lot of you know heterodoxical economic theories. So, you know, you, you take the Austrians. It's not a typical classical theory of economics, and, but, you know, you can learn about it. And before the Internet, you didn't get all this. You know, it was relegated to the back pages of, of some, some journal that you would never read. And, you know, a new thing that came out over the last month has been talking about this idea called neo-fisherism. And basically, it's the idea that uh, we have it all wrong in terms of the way um, the interest rates work on inflation. You know, typically we say that interest rates go up. You know, that reduces output, which lowers inflation. 
And this new theory says that, no, if we're going to increase interest rates, it will actually increase inflation and increase output. And uh, yeah, I don't know if I necessarily believe it. And, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, it, it's an idea that you probably wouldn't have heard of at all if the Internet didn't exist. But it's starting to get some play, and uh, John Cochrane of the University of Chicago was talking about it, and it was a Bloomberg article about it last week, and basically saying that um, you know the Fed keeping interest rates at zero has hurt the recovery. You know, the Japanese deflationary problem keeping interest rates at zero has kept that country from experiencing greater inflation and greater growth. So the idea is that once the Fed, you know, starts increasing the interest rates, you know, and we're talking about that happening sometime shortly, that actually should spark a big boom in, you know, economic growth. You know, it will not be a, a harmful matter because the harm is actually keeping interest rates low. So it'll be interesting if this plays out, and we really can't test that theory until the Fed starts raising rates. But you know, the idea that rates will start rising, you know, very soon, you know, gives you the idea that hey, if we start seeing you know strong growth at the end of 2015, 2016, you know, maybe we had this backwards. Maybe that you know raising interest rates does in fact uh, help with economic growth, and you know, the idea that you that keep reducing interest rates to zero. Was a, was a harmful measure. It's interesting that you bring up that conversation. What would life look like if we didn't have a Federal Reserve? If Can you hypothetically build a case for us of maybe the last five to ten years? Because a lot of people don't like the Federal Reserve. Yeah, I mean, the people that don't like the Federal Reserve, I think, don't understand what the purpose of the Federal Reserve is. I mean, the okay. whole goal of the Federal Reserve is to keep booms and busts from being really big and really large and, and really right. small. And, and same thing with inflation. You know, it's, it's, it's much easier to uh, know what you're going to produce tomorrow if you have a stable inflation outlook. If you don't know what the inflation outlook is going to be, if you could expect 10% inflation one year and minus 10% the next year, it's really hard to invest in that type of cycle. It's really hard to understand what production will be like in that cycle. So keeping those things more moderate, which is the Fed's goal and which I think they've done a very good job at, you know, allows for business growth to occur without as much, you know, worrisome risk. U.S. Treasury Secretary Jack Lew, uh, or Jacob Lew, said on Wednesday he warned that Europe risks a lost decade of economic growth without more aggressive efforts to boost demand as the threat of another Eurozone recession risks stall a fragile global economy or global recovery. Um, is there truth in that statement, in your opinion? Because I don't feel the government, maybe if they start raising interest rates, I'm going to go out and spend a little bit more, like on a, a second home or a third home or a vacation home, but I don't feel that they're pushing me, per se. Well, I mean, what they're saying in Europe is that you have all these you know, labor conditions and structural problems that have not been solved, and you have a deficit in demand. You still have high unemployment in, in many of the peripheral countries. And the countries that are supposed to lead the way of growth, you know, they're doing austerity measures that are preventing that from happening. So you have countries like Germany that need to spend more. They have too high of a savings rate, and they need to reduce their reliance on exports of goods to other European countries, you know, move ahead and, and grow faster, and they're unwilling to, and that's dragging everybody down. So, 
uh, it's the same liquidity crunch problem that we have here in the U.S. It's the same liquidity crunch problem that you have in Japan. That uh, you know. Whoops. That's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist, Briefing.com. Great insights. I felt like I was asking a lot of dumb questions today, but I think he handled them well. It's Dr. Jeff Rosen, Chief Economist, Briefing.com. Everyone should get a subscription if you're serious about your 401k, your retirement, and much, much more in the financial world. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.